0: One thing I can say is, welcome home, Generation Church. Welcome home. You know, for the last three years, we've been wandering. We've been using other people's facilities. We've had limited access to the stuff that we've bought. Uh, We've been using coffee houses, homes, restaurants, theaters, schools, basements, hotels to meet in. But today, it's time to say welcome home this is home sweet home you know every year millions of people they move into new homes some move into new constructions, things that, plans that they've built themselves or Ryan Homes or Bob Ward Homes have built homes and they move into those newer homes. Other people like older homes uh, and the character of older homes, they move into older homes. Some move into homes that need renovations while some people are lucky enough that they can go move into move-in-ready homes. However, in order to make that place an actual home, there are some things that you are going to need to do. For example, you've got to move in your stuff. you can't have someone else's stuff to make it your home. You have to move in your stuff. You need to put some pictures up on the wall and and give it your personal touch. You need to put things how you want them put in order to make it feel like a home. And I feel this morning as a church, as Generation Church, we've been like the Israelite nation was thousands of years ago. You see, the Israelite nation, they were on a God-given mission to go to a home that God had prepared for them. But they found themselves wandering around For 40 years. Now God always provided for them. He always provided for their needs. He he did these miracles in in their lives. But they never had a place where they could set their roots in. Then after 40 years of wandering around. They saw God perform the impossible. And God stopped a flooded river from flowing. And in, in, in hours he dried that riverbed up. And, and this river was the difference between the Israelites wandering and the Israelites having their home. And as this riverbed dried up, they crossed into their new home. And over the next three weeks, what we're going to be doing, we're, we're going to be finding out how these Israelites made this new place their home. In September, we're going to do what we call a public launch of this. We'll send out some things into the communities. We'll have postcards and different things so you can invite your friends and your family. But over the next three weeks, I want us to talk about how we can make this place home. You know what? One of my favorite places, cities in the world is Washington, D.C. Uh, all of my British friends would hate me for it because they think like London should be my favorite city in the world. But Washington City is like one of my favorite cities in the world. The very first time I went to Washington, D.C., we had just moved from Missouri and uh, we had some friends. They they had uh, four kids. Three of them were were, were teenage girls. And uh, they, they'd come to visit. We, I had to work, we had to work that day. So they went down to Washington, D.C., and we met them after work. Well, we'd never been there before, so we met them, uh, and we met them right by uh, uh, the Washington Monument down there. And they'd seen all the sights, and we'd never seen it, so we wanted to go around. And I remember uh, it, it was in the summer, and it was about 8 o'clock in the evening. And, and our friend Mark, was looking at his clock and then he had a phone and he was like, sundown is in 30 minutes. We cannot be in Washington DC after dark. It's too dangerous. And I'm thinking, what is he on? But then I realized, well, he's from Missouri. I understand that. And so, he was so adamant that we could not be in Washington DC after dark. And so we had to get out there so we didn't see much of it. But, I would say hundreds of times, maybe not hundreds of times, but lots and lots of times I've been back to Washington, D.C. And what I've discovered about Washington, D.C., it's actually pretty cool after dark. And if you're in the center, you're okay. But the reason it's one of my favorite cities is because as you walk the streets of Washington, D.C., you notice that there is a city that has managed to marry the past with the future in just this beautiful union. You, you can't help but come away from a day in Washington, D.C., without being more knowledgeable about our nation, about the principles that Americans live by, or, or more knowledgeable about our past. You see, everywhere you look, there are memorials of our past. And, and these remote memorials were placed there so that people would not forget the history of our nation. And it's hard to not to come away from a day walking around Washington, D.C., without thinking that we are part of a great nation. I know at times it feels like we're not, but we are part of a great nation. And God has blessed this nation in incredible ways. And there was this guy called Joshua who was now the leader of this Israelite nation. And for 40 years, Joshua had seen how this Israelite nation had struggled. They had been kept alive by the provision and the promise of God. They would seen God do the miraculous. And they just watched how God had defied science and stopped a river. And in hours, over a million people had crossed a flooded river. And the first thing that Joshua did as he stepped on the other side in this new land. This new home was this. He put up pictures in his new home. He put up pictures in his new home. He put up these memorials. The Bible tells us he built these memorials so that others would not forget what God had done. I know in your house you probably got pictures in your house pictures maybe on the coffee tables or on the walls or a bedside table and those pictures that they will give you they will they will show your loved ones or they will show moments in life that you don't want to forget and you want to remember and then when other people come into your house they will see them and they they may ask about Who's this or who's that or where, where were you when this was taken? You see, pictures help us remember the things that happened in the past. And Joshua did this immediately as he went into the new home. And I want to ask you this morning. I want to ask you three questions. And the first question is this. How in your life are you going to remember what God has done? How in your life are you going to remember what God has done. Let me show you. If you got your Bibles, if you want to turn to Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. And starting at verse 1, it says this: When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. So take 12 stones from the middle of this dried out riverbed. Carry them out and pile them up at a place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you, you must pick up the stones and carry it out on your shoulder. These weren't just little pebbles. These were like big boulders, big rocks. It says, carry them out on your shoulder, twelve stones in all, one from each of the tribes of Israel, one from each family member of Israel. We will use these stones to build build a memorial. Then he says this, in the future your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel. So the men did as Joshua commanded them. He took 12, they took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River, one from each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place that they camped for the night and constructed the memorial there. Have you ever thought about what God has done in your life? What God has done in your life? Have you ever thought about the miracles that God has done in your life? Have you ever thought about the provision that God has given you in your life? Have you ever thought about the time that God has protected you from danger and from harm? Have you ever thought about the moments when God showed His mercy on you when you didn't deserve that mercy? How about the times that God has poured out His grace upon you, His kindness upon you, when quite frankly you didn't deserve that grace or that kindness? You know, you may not even recognize it today, but God is working in your life. If you have breath today, if you can breathe today, then God is performing a miracle in your life. Life is a miracle in itself. If you have children, that's a miracle. God used you to create life. We won't go into the details this morning, but I hope you know what happens. But God used you to create life. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. You could not do that on yourself. You need the help of God Almighty in order to do that. If you have love for somebody else, if you have a spouse that you love, if you have children that you love, if you have friends that you love, then that is a miracle. Do you know why? Because God's personality is shining through you. Us as human beings, we are naturally unloving people. But if you have love for someone else, God is working through you. And He's performing a miracle in you. And you know, as you retract through your life, it's so easy when you really think about it to see the footprints of God along the way. How God was with you All along the way. And Joshua recognized this. And he recognized that God had been with him and his nation. And he realized that he needed to build a memorial so that the people would never ever forget what God has done. You know, for God was faithful in the past. And Joshua knew there would be times in the future when they would need to remember God's faithfulness. They would need to remember that God can and does perform miracles in lives. And And I've discovered just in the short years that I've been alive, that if you want to know what your future holds, you need to start studying the past. For history always repeats itself. The names, the places, the looks, the fashions, they all may be different. The stories may alter and the years change, but the themes always stay the same. One thing I love to do when I go to D.C., I love just to read all the stories. Like my wife, when she goes, she's like, oh, that's nice, that's nice, that's nice. And I'm like reading everything, but I love to take it in. Because I love history because I've realized that history teaches us what our future is going to hold. And one thing I've discovered that will never ever change is this, is that God is faithful. That God provides, that God loves. And if you listen to the voice of God, God will never ever fail you. And if you go through your life, I ask you, how will you remember what God has done? Those times that God gave you wisdom, those times that God carried you through because you couldn't make it by yourself. All those years that God provided for you when you didn't realize that, 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 that God was providing or you just had a lack and, and somehow you made it through. How will you remember what God has done? We need to build memorials in our lives to remind us that God is still there even when we don't see it. I ask you today, what pictures Are you hanging in your life? When people see your life, are they asking, what happened here? What happened here? Tell us of this moment in your life. What happened there? What happened there? Because they remind us that God has been faithful. Second question I want to ask you today. First one is, how will you remember what God has done? The second question, how will the next generation remember what God has done? This is what Joshua said in Joshua chapter 4, verse 19. It says, the people crossed the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. They camped at a place called Gilgal, which is just east of Jericho. It was there at Gilgal that Joshua piled up the 12 stones taken from the river. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river before your eyes. And he kept it dry until you were all across. Just as he did at the Red Sea when he dried it up until we had all crossed. You know, one of the main reasons that Joshua set up these memorials was so that the next generation that followed would know what God had done. Joshua realized that there would be a generation who would come who may never see the awesome things that God has done. But they knew that that if they knew about it, if they knew what God had done in the past, then there would be hope for the future. You know, just like none of us were alive when Lincoln was around, or Washington was around, or... Jefferson was around. None of us knew them. None of us were around. I don't think anyone was around, right? No. But we all know about them. Because they've built memorials to remind us what they've done. If you go to the Lincoln Memorial and you just go downstairs and and you just read around, you will know that as a nation we will never, ever go back to slavery. You know that because the lessons of the past have taught us that is not the way to go. Because they built memorials. And I believe there's a generation rising up right now who will not know what our generation knows. There's a generation rising up that didn't know what my parents' or my grandparents' generation knew. Christianity in the United States. Is it at an all-time low. We have a nation that is turning away from God. I mean, we may have some big churches, but as a nation, we have a nation that is turning away from God. And our kids have an uncertain future. They will have to deal with issues that we never had to deal with. I remember last week I got I got a Facebook from one of the guys in our church and his son was asking him all these questions about uh, an issue that he just did not feel comfortable with. And and he was like, I need wisdom because I just don't know how to deal with this. And and, and I I remember I emailed him back to just some things. And I remember my parents never had to deal with these issues that that this generation is dealing with now. And there's a generation rising up who will deal with issues that, that we could not even think of dealing with. And these issues are turning them away from God. And unless the generation that is rising up know what God has done in our lives, what God has done in our parents' lives, in our grandparents' lives, what God has done in the past, then they will not be able to cling on for the future if they don't have a relationship with God, if they've never experienced the life-changing grace of Jesus, there is no hope for them. And we need to stop and we need to build memorials of what God has done in our lives so that our kids will know what God is, who God is, and that God is there for them. You know, one thing in my family, I'm very fortunate in the family that I grew up in, we have a long legacy uh, of people who were just totally sold out for Jesus Christ. And, 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 and I can tell you numerous stories of what happened to my parents, to my grandparents, my great-grandparents. And, and the reason for that is because my, my family have learned to tell stories, to tell their stories. To tell of what God has done in the past. And I've shared some of those stories uh, to to you guys. You know, in the school, in the movie theater. uh, You know, as as I've talked on a Sunday morning, I've shared some of those stories with you. Those stories live. You know, when I go home and I went home last last, uh, July and I was jet lagged, but the very first thing I I went home, I, I went and got all my mom's old photographs out. And I started looking through all the photographs and, and my wife was saying how cute I was as a baby and all that sort of stuff. But, but I love looking for those photographs because they remind me what God has brought us out of, where God has provided for us. You know, I remember I went to university and I got a full grant for university. The reason was my parents had no money at all. And I look back at and I said to dad, I was like, dad, how are they giving me a full grant? I'm like, we have a nice house, you know. We, we have nice things. I'm like, and he's like, you just don't understand how much God provides for us. Because, because we just don't earn anything. And I remember, and I'm looking back and seeing all these things God has done. And I looked at the like, God was there for us. And there came a point in my life. When, when I didn't know, even know if I wanted to live this Christian life anymore. If, if, I, if I wanted to be committed to God. If, if, if I wanted to even pray anymore. If, if even if I, I believed in God, but I didn't know if I wanted this relationship with God. Because all the, some things were going on in my life. But I remember it was those stories and those pictures that I looked at. That reminded me that if God was faithful to my grandparents. And God was faithful to my parents. Then God will be faithful to me. And there is a generation that is rising up. And they need to hear that God is faithful no matter what. Don't allow your kids not to know your past. No matter what your past is. Because God has brought you through. And it's those stories and those pictures that may just keep them holding on. Third question this morning. How will, God re- how will you remember what God has done? How will the next generation remember what God has done? And very quickly, how will this world out there remember or know what God has done? Joshua 4.24 says this. Joshua did this. So that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful. So that you might fear the Lord your God forever. Joshua built this memorial so that all the nations of the world will know that God is God. And there is none like God. That memorial was a witness so that people would know what God has done. And as I look at it in our community right now. I realize that there are people and they need to know who God is. They need to experience God. They need to surrender to God. They are living in darkness. They are lost in sin and they don't even realize it. How will this nation, how will this community out there know that Jesus saves? How will they know that? How will they know that God provides? How will they know that there is salvation? Through Jesus Christ. How will they know that there is hope? Through Jesus Christ. How will they know that there is forgiveness? Through Jesus Christ. How will they know that there is peace? There is love. There is joy. There is grace. And there is mercy. Through Jesus Christ. Unless we are showing this world what God has done in our lives. They will never experience it. It's up to us to be like Joshua to build memorials in our lives. Not so that we can just say, whoa, look at all this stuff God did in the past and just stay in the past. But it's so that we can look and be reminded what God has done in the past will propel us into what God wants us to do in the future. As a church, I believe We're standing on the other side of this dried up river. We started in a basement. I mean, we started in a living room. We moved down to a basement. We spent four weeks at a smelly, dingy hotel. One night, we got there. and The night before, they had had this Hindu festival and they cooked all this food. It stunk a curry, I'm just telling you. It was smelly. Then we went to a school that had bathrooms where the stools were like this big. It was a gym, the sound pinged off all over the place. Then we moved to a movie theater. I like the movie theater, but you never put your hand on the floor, just trust me. Sometimes I'd be like preaching, my feet would be sticking. And I feel like we've been wandering. God has formed us. God has created us. And I feel like we've been wandering. But I feel at this moment as a church that we are standing on the other side of this dried up river and God has a huge land for us to explore. This community, God wants this church along with other churches to reach this community for Jesus Christ. To tell them that there is hope and there is love and forgiveness and grace through Jesus Christ. I believe that there are things that we are going to see as a church that we will not believe. This room here, I mean some of you walked in and you were like, wow, it looks cool. This is nothing compared to what God is going to do through this church and through each and every one of you. But we have seen God be so faithful over the last three years. God has provided. And history will tell us that because God provided then. If we stay faithful to God, keep our eyes on Him, And remember what God has done. He will propel us into the future. He will be faithful. He will provide and He will do exactly what He has designed for us to do. And before we move on, before we explore this new land, we got big plans that we want to do. Things that we want to do as a church. Before we move on, enjoy all the things that this new place is going to allow us to do. Plan all the things that we want to do today. Let's just build a memorial. And so we can remember where God has taken us from. You know, back over by the welcome set, by the uh, info center, and back over in the cafe area, there's some pictures, and there's some signs, and some different things. And we're going to, we've got some more stuff that we've used in the past. And we're going to put those on those chalkboards and on those different boards up there to remind us where God has taken us from. Let us never forget that God has been faithful. Let's put up pictures to remind us. And in your life, God has big plans for you. And you don't want to miss but your experiences from your past, they're going to help you tomorrow. Build memorials in your life so that you can remember what God has done. Pass it on to the next generation. And don't be shy because they need to hear what God has done. And then let those memorials shine so that the world will see that there is a God in heaven and He is faithful to those who serve Him. And this morning, I want to declare in this place that God is faithful. Let's Bow our heads in prayer. So as you've got your heads bowed this morning, the band's going to come back. And before we go out of here this morning, I just want you to start to think about what God has done in your life. Where God has taken you from in your life. God has been faithful to you. You may not have even realized it. You may not even know. You may not even know God this morning. You may not even have a relationship with Jesus. I'm talking about that Jesus saves. There's hope and peace and joy and love. And you may not even have that this morning. This morning is a day where you could build a memorial in your life because this could be the day that you meet Jesus. And find him and find his love and forgiveness and grace. And if that's you this morning, all you have to do, just very quietly in your seat, just call out to him. Say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of what, what's gone in my life. Forgive me of what I've done. And come and be the Lord of my life. And I believe that Jesus will come and save you and set you free. But there's others this morning, God has been faithful. Do you serve God maybe a couple of weeks? Maybe a year or two, maybe 30, 50, 60 years. God has been faithful. And just in this moment as the band plays, I want you to start thinking about what God has done. Thinking in your life, what memorials do I need to do? What do I need to do in my life so I can pass this on to the next generation? What do I need to do so I'm reminded of what God has done in my life? What do I need to do so that the world needs can see what God has done? And as you pray, I believe God will just come and reveal those things to you. And Then it's up to you to act on them and build those memorials like Joshua. So Father, this morning, God, we just come before you, God, and we thank you for what you've done in the past. God, we thank you as a church what you've done in our lives, God. God, you've provided in incredible ways. God, when we thought there was no way, you made a way. What we thought was impossible, you made possible. And this morning, God, we just thank you. And as we stand on the other side of this dried up riverbed, we just build personal memorials to you. To remind us that you have been faithful. That you do provide, that you do save, that you do give life. And that you are God Almighty and you love us so much. In your holy name. Amen.